In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Surely, I know that I've done it before. But I haven't done it very often. And quite frankly, I can't even remember the last time I did it. But I'm going to do it today. And I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to give the same sermon on this day of Pentecost that I gave last year on the day of Pentecost. Now, I, I didn't need to say all that because maybe if I started giving it, you wouldn't even remember it from last year. Um, that's always the risk that you take. But in any event, last year, several people, it, it did seem to speak to several people. And... Um, and my hope and prayer is that it will do the same to some of you again this year. When I was a small boy, I was just about to enter kindergarten there in Waco, Texas. And I had a, a best friend, and his name was Joel. Joel Roberts. And Joel lived about three or four houses down from me in the same block. And I was at his house, quite frankly, as much as I was at my own. His mother's name was, well, Mrs. Roberts. And she was one of the nicest people you could ever know. She was a beautiful lady. She was warm and kind, had a great big smile. But there was a great big elephant that lived in their home. Mrs. Roberts never left their house. She never went to school functions. She never went to church. She never went to, to a movie. She never went to the grocery store. Uh, the doors to their home were never locked. If you recall back in those days, you didn't need to lock your doors. The doors of the Roberts home always open. But she was locked into a smaller life than she was intended to live. And the reason for that is she was locked in by fear. All of us have fear to some degree to another. And fear is that set of emotions we feel that we are, when we are threatened or we are endangered or we think we are. Well, Mrs. Roberts was locked in by fear. And in her case, it was so strong, such a part of her life, that in effect, she was paralyzed. She could not leave their house. The disciples, in like manner, knew what fear was all about. They had locked themselves in that little room somewhere in Jerusalem. They were totally, completely focused on their own safety. They were afraid. And they had good reason to be afraid. They had seen what had happened to Jesus on Good Friday. And so if there had never been an Easter morning, the chances are 
That's how those disciples would have lived out the remainder of their lives, in fear, behind doors that were locked, in hiding. But the amazing thing about this story, the amazing thing about the Christian story is that if you leave Jerusalem at that point where these 12 men were huddled together in fear and you jump ahead 30 years, can you imagine? Can you picture Peter? Peter was in Rome building up the Christian church. His brother Andrew was in Greece doing the same exact thing. John was in Asia Minor. His brother James was in Spain. Thomas was in India. Or a short way of saying all that is, is that these disciples who had been totally, totally afraid were now out in what was the entire known world speaking to people about Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but anytime I think about that, anytime I hear that story, I think, how did they do that? What happened? What took place between that room where they were locked for fear 30 years later out in the entire world. I think there were three things that happened, a series of things, if you will. The first thing was that they believed in the resurrection of Jesus. He was crucified and he was dead and they knew what that meant. But then he was alive. He was alive again. And to them, what that said was that God not only was for Jesus, but he was also for them. God was at work for good. God really did love them. And so they believed in the resurrection, which meant that they believed in something in life that's bigger than we are. That is working to bring things to a good conclusion, no matter how bleak they might appear. To a good conclusion for you, for me, for everyone. And that big thing is God. Secondly, they accepted Jesus' commission. The great commission. He said to them, even as the Father has sent me, so do I send you. Go out into the world. And that's precisely what they did. It was, it is a commission to a larger life, no longer focused on your own safety, your own satisfaction, your own wants, your own desires. To living a life Responding to something that is greater than you are. Serving God by serving God's people and by telling them about God and about Jesus. And of course, the significance of this day, the day of Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit, 
Thirdly, they did receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, God's inner life is a spirit. It, 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 it merged in Jesus's inner life. That's the Holy Spirit. And you and I, every one of us have been given that same spirit in our baptism. It is the ongoing presence of God with us, in us. It connects us to God. But the spirit, of, the spirit is not just the presence of God. Indeed, that's part of it. But Jesus says to his disciples in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power. Power. The Holy Spirit is power. God's internal power. That's been given to you. That's been given to me. It is the power to overcome fear. The power to master fear. It's the power of faith. Somewhere around the sixth grade, the fifth or sixth grade, my friend Joel Roberts and his family uh, moved to a different part of Waco and we began attending different schools at that point. And so we pretty much went different ways, although we would see each other from time to time. But pretty much lost contact. Well, years later, years later, in the early 80s, I was invited in a Lenten series to preach at my old home parish, St. Paul's in Waco, that parish where I'd grown up. And as I was preaching, and I began to look out into the congregation, I saw someone that really surprised me. It was my old friend, Joel. I hadn't seen him in 25 years or so, yet even from a distance, I could easily recognize him. And they weren't Episcopalians, but as, as, as surprised as I was to see him, I was even more surprised to see his mother, Dorothy Roberts. She, she was out of the house, she was in a large group of people. And all I could think about from that moment on is what happened? So after the service, obviously, we talked. And, and uh, I said, Mrs. Roberts, you're out of the house. What happened? And she said, well, it happened years ago. Doctors helped. Family helped. But Dick, you know what really happened she was talking about the power of God which came into her life which helped her overcome the fear that she had lived with all her adult life it helped her to master it so that she could begin to live a larger life the life that God, from the very beginning of her life, had intended for her to live. She was free from fear. 
Well, if you and I believe in the resurrection of Jesus, and if you and I accept his commission to be his ambassadors in this world in one way or another, and if you and I use the spirit that has been given to each of us, we can master our fears. We can overcome our fears, whatever they may be, small, large, anything in between, overcome those fears. And each and every one of us, just like the disciples and just like Dorothy Roberts, can live that larger life that God has intended for each of us to live.